Hello, audience. It's time for another fun and exciting episode of the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I'm Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about his airness, Michael Jordan. Air Jordan. The audience, pod, <laughs> listeners, and audience, right? I think it works. <laughs> it's, it sounds like the audience. I don't know. I, I kind of like it, but it does make me want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it makes me, it's like a, maybe something you'd say to like a toddler, like, okay, audience. Okay. Time for some pot time for audience. <laughs> well, we'll see if it sticks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Michael well, let's do it a few times we'll put a twitter poll out there ask our friends if they like to be called audience <laughs> and if they do we'll we'll just stick with it i'm like yeah i got that it's great uh okay michael jordan uh often considered to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time uh, integral to popularizing the NBA around the world through the 80s and 90s, culture icon, super successful businessman, guy who got tennis shoes named after him, right? Come on. like Yeah, well, and they're like super successful basketball shoes, right? They came out in the 80s. They were called Air Jordans. And he, he this guy's like a, he was godlike, especially in the 90s. He was like a real life superhero who just came from Asgard and he flew without the rainbow bridge because he can fly instead of a hammer. He had a basketball. He was just like a real life superhero. Yeah. And he, he had he was very iconic. Even his shoes had that that silhouette of him kind of flying from the middle of the court to slam dunk the ball. He was, he was so iconic and not just in our country. He was a worldwide sensation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he is from Brooklyn, New York, one of five children. He initially actually failed to make his high school basketball team as a sophomore, practiced, made the team the next year and ended up getting a scholarship to the university of North Carolina. Tar Heels. His first season in North Carolina, he was named Atlantic Coast Conference Rookie of the Year, and that was in 1982, where he only played for three years before being picked up by the Chicago Bulls in 1984. They didn't know that later, starting in the 90s, he'd start, he and his team would start winning some mega championships. Yeah, that's the thing. The Bulls at that time weren't necessarily all that great, and it took them a large portion of the eighties to build the team up because they did have to get, it's not just one player. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until 1991 um, that he won, that they won the first uh, NBA title and uh, which was followed up in 92 and 93. And he retired to play baseball for a couple of years. And then when he returned to the bulls in 95, they went and did three more championships. So yeah. Much. What do they call that? That when you win three in a row, three, they, they, Three peat, right? So he did his first three peat in ninety one, and it was him for sure. But he also had some other players around him, like Pippen, and and so he he had a good team as yeah. well. So, um, <clears throat> but he had a lot to do with it. But even he has a cool quote that I like. He's got a lot of quotes that I love. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan said that. So he he didn't discount the team. 
Although he also said there is no I in team, but there is in win. <laughs> so nice. he, he knew his own talent too. Yeah, but sure yeah, he, he had a three-peat, uh, 91, 92, 93. And he was just on fire in the 90s. He was iconic. You Just seeing his silhouette of him in the air, like with his slam dunk pose, just a silhouette on 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 uh, as the logo. That's brilliant. Like they marketed him really well. And he was, he was badass, but they also really marketed him well. And having a three-peat is amazing. But then he went to go play minor league baseball. But here, here's the thing. Here's what's rumored anyway is um, Michael had kind of a gambling issue. And he was at Atlantic City and racking up some big bills. And he, and he had kind of a gambling thing. So the, the theory is that he was kind of maybe underground, kind of suspended. Maybe he wanted to take a break to handle that. Um, maybe play a little baseball because he, he he had played baseball and other sports too. Maybe a little minor league baseball, kind of get himself together and then just come back and do another three-peat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a little break, <laughs> handle your issues, come back, kick ass. And of course, his father was murdered in 1993 around that time as well. So I'm sure yep. that would have impacted him, uh, which is an interesting. Imagine if you're those murderers and you kill this guy and you're, holy shit, I just killed Michael Jordan's fucking father like come on yeah so I mean that's hard on anyone is if, yeah. if your father gets murdered you you probably just need to take a break right mm-hmm. um go play some minor league baseball and get get kind of get it together and that could you know when you have something like trauma like that happens you're in your life you can get you can form addictions like gambling or other things right but maybe he was just sense. having a real, I think he was having a real hard time and you know Sometimes people just need to take a break, go do something they like that isn't too stressful. And he did. And obviously, he really got the rest he needed because he came back and kicked ass again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He, we should also mention, of course, the 1992 Olympic dream team. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, major league uh, basketball players. National professional, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Professional vet basketball players weren't allowed to play in the Olympics. And they right. You had to be an amateur in, in all the sports. Yeah. So it was usually like college players and, you know, amateur players and that kind of stuff. They changed the rule that allowed professionals and they put together what was called the dream team, which of course had Jordan on it. You had Scottie Pippen, who you mentioned uh, from the Bulls. John Stockton, Carl Malone, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley. I mean, just the dreamiest of dream basketball teams there, right? Yeah, like, like you just said, the like, all the most famous ba- basketball players <laughs> yeah. pretty much of all time yeah. on this <laughs> Olympic team. <laughs> yeah. And as expected, they pretty much just wiped out any team that they played against uh, throughout the Olympics, winning the gold, which interestingly was his second gold medal basketball team when he was in college he played on the 1984 um united states olympic basketball team so he's an olympian as well as like a multiple nba championship winner a lot of winning yeah lose is definitely not in his vocabulary no there is no i in team but there there is in win oh and of course he's an actor yeah space jam space jam dude (laughs) yeah 
what was that 1996 right 1996 yeah yeah he got his own movie and and he starred with the cast of all the looney tunes cartoons and it was good like a lot of athletes sorry shack um will do movies because they're really popular but then they they're just not good the movie's not good sorry shack but space jam was great dude i love space jam yeah, that's the thing. You wouldn't think it would be all that great of a movie, but it works really well. And uh, the mixing of the live action and animation is fun. It's a great adults and kids film. Yeah, it was across the board. Well, I think it works, one, because it's got Looney Tunes and who doesn't like Bugs and Daffy and Porky and all those guys. But it's also kind of this action science fiction thing. Which works for Michael Jordan, because like I said, he's almost superhero-like, like a real-life superhero. Like you look at him, you're like, that guy came from like the from Mount Olympus or something, right? So Space Jam was great. He he just he had his own movie with the Looney Tunes. I mean, that's kind of badass in and of itself, right? Yeah. You know you're badass if you if you get your own movie with Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, if you're acting alongside <laughs> Bugs Bunny. There's a uh I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my watch list. It's uh, called The Last Dance, um, and it's a series. Yeah, documentary about, series. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't seen it yet, so I can't speak to it. But uh, I think that's definitely on my watch list. Um, I guess it's really successful docu series. Yeah, it goes into a lot about the business of basketball and the competitiveness of it and stuff as well. Uh, I haven't seen it either, but that's to my understanding of it. It's, it is a good, even if you're not a basketball fan, apparently it is a really good movie. It's the same. Yeah. Time watch list. I just haven't watched it. So speaking of business. So he, he actually is the uh, majority owner of the, the Hornets, the major league NBA basketball team. So he actually owns his own basketball team now. And his net worth is like over $2 billion. He's like the first athlete to crack a billion in net worth. So the guy is like just himself, his brand and his holdings, just just him is worth over $2 billion. Like if, if you got a little like thing of sweat from him think about how much that's worth like a little <laughs> fleck of skin or a hair well he doesn't have hair but um he's a he's an ex, he, he's a he's an expensive guy <laughs> if you wanted a piece of him <laughs> yeah do you know does he still because he at one point was also part owner of the washington wizards yeah well he played for the wizards yeah remember? so yeah so he he retired in 97 i think was it and 98 in oh no so he retired in 1999 and then and was part owner of the wizards and then in 2001 2001 yeah he, he came back and he, he played for the wizards for like two two or three years yeah and what's interesting about that because the wizards were quite a terrible team at the time that he started playing for him. And they actually, when he started playing, which says how talented he is, right? Because everybody acknowledged he wasn't quite the player he used to be, but he was still so good that he could take like a losing team and actually take them to the playoffs. So pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think probably, I mean, in addition to the fact that he's, his athleticism is all, like almost unrivaled. I think he's probably got a lot of leadership qualities too. 
I think he can not only, you know, use his athleticism to be part of a team, but he, he, I think he's known for being a leader who can actually kind of help lead the team too. So, I mean, that's probably, he's probably successful in his businesses and stuff because he can, he can make good decisions and, and lead things. Yeah. If you're the star on the team, you can't be one of those stars. That's just like, I'm the best. Everybody else sucks. You need to be able to like motivate everybody else to play to their best as well and to work together and to know, you know, who's going to make the shots at what time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's the different difference between like a team sport and a individual sport, right? If you're, if you're in a team sport, you have to be a good team player. I mean, they even call it in the working world, being a team player. Right. So yeah, he, I think he's probably just as good of a team player as he is a, a badass individual contributor to his team. Yeah. And he's cool. If you've ever seen interviews with him, he he's actually well-spoken too. He's a well-spoken guy. He, he does have that kind of movie star quality. I think that's why he did so well in space jam, because I, am I saying he was like, Oscar-winning actor in that movie. I'm not saying that, but he's got a really, he's got a presence where he's kind of badass, but he's also got kind of this friendly vibe where you're kind of like, I don't know. I just want him to like play basketball and then come read me a story, you know, just, Hey, Michael, go, go kick ass and then come read, read a story to me, me and the kids. And, and he's got that vibe, bro. He's <laughs> he does. Done, he's done everything else. I mean, he might as well just start, yeah, narrating audiobooks and like, yeah, he probably could. The three little pigs, yeah, as read by yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> he could do that. I mean, maybe if he wants to take another break from all his big affairs, like he did with that minor league baseball thing, he could just like narrate books, like children's books. <laughs> He and LeVar Burton can get together and have like a reading rainbow hour on public television. There's, there you go, Michael and LeVar, you guys need to hook up. You need to, you need to do a reading rainbow thing with LeVar Burton and Michael Jordan. And if that happens, remember that I said this, remember the little guys when it happens. Remember who, uh, who gave you the idea, who motivated you to do it. Uh, all that yeah. kind of stuff, Michael, don't, don't, don't forget us. Don't forget us, man. <laughs> I know you listening right now. <laughs> you, you're going to become even richer now that this podcast episode's out and people are going to be like, oh yeah, Michael Jordan, I'm going to go buy some Air Jordans and I'm going to do something else in one of the many businesses that you own. Yeah. Remember us. Well, the, and the, the Air Jordans, so they came out in the eighties and they still sell Air Jordans and they have different types of Air Jordans. Like this was Nike's. They, they mm -hmm. really did <laughs> good job on that. And now they have conventions, dude, like uh, athletic shoe conventions. And it's like a huge market. Like they, they'll go to these conventions and some shoes will sell for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, like big money, big money for a pair of shoes. So I think like some of his original like Air Jordans are like museum kind of items like they're they will sell for a lot of money. So just the fact that you have an, an item like a shoe that's so popular that it's been sold for decades and even like certain you know releases of your shoe sell for thousands or even tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's amazing. 
that's it, that, that that's fascinating to me. You know what I mean? Well, because and it's so weird too, because some people buy these shoes, but do they wear them? Because if they're spending that much, they're what are they just going to sit on a shelf? Sh- look, showing no, off. No, I don't think that they do wear them. So they'll wear kind of the newest ones they got or or whatever. But these kind of vintage, very, uh, you know, hundreds like tens of thousands, they don't wear them. Mm-hmm. They'll put them in a glass box and and display them or something, right? Like for real. Like there's some really wealthy people who have these shoes and they'll display them. They don't wear them. They display them like a museum item, dude. It's it's crazy. Uh, I don't get it, but you know. Well, that's because you and I, being economically challenged Caucasian Americans, never had Air Jordans, <laughs> and we had just like L.A. Gears or British Knights or something. And Timothy had Air Jordans, and we were always like, "Well, nice Air Jordans, Timothy." Yeah, and so he's walking like, around well, in them. He doesn't it. need to collect those. He can afford to just wear them. Yeah. Cruise around in his Air Jordans. He's got his Air Jordans and you and you got your LA gears. <laughs> uh actually he did write books in oh, my notes he? here. Yeah, actually it is in my notes here. He wrote uh four books according to my notes here. Rare Air, Michael on Michael. I can't accept not trying, Michael Jordan on the pursuit of excellence, for the love of the game, my story, and driven from within. Cool. I wonder if he has audio versions of those. Yeah. If Michael reads the audio version of, yeah, I can't help. I can't accept not trying. I totally listen to that action. Cause that's another one of his quotes. I can't accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. Fair enough. And he's also, he also said this. I, I love Michael Jordan quotes. I have so many that I put down here. <laughs> I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed. Doesn't that make you want to just get up and go try something? Not basketball, though. Definitely not basketball. Well, <laughs> I, was, I always sucked at basketball. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm. I got quite a f- number of inches on you, but I probably suck just as bad. So it's not. <laughs> it's not that, bro. Some you people be just able suck to at basketball. John Stockton, man, he was not a tall player. Yeah. Played for the Utah Jazz. So, yeah, that's what we did. We, we started a podcast. We, uh, we tried. And, <laughs> and the, the, only, the only way it fails if, if you stop doing it. <laughs> the podcast will succeed because we do it. Yeah. And we get together and talk about old shit. So it's not particularly rigorous. So maybe, maybe I should use another example. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on Michael Jordan? Man, that's all. There? That's all I. That's all the notes I have. That's um, all I got my mind too. I just think you know, if Michael Jordan, if he wants to do an interview, he's welcome on the '80s and '90s uncensored. He probably has some time on his hands. So if he wants to come on and, and motivate our our friends and listeners and and uh, talk about the old days back in the '80s and '90s when he was kicking ass, mm-hmm. and then what he's been up to since, Michael, come on, come on come on the show. We'll have our people call your people. We'll do lunch and we'll make the arrangement. So yeah. Have your people call our people. Yeah. We'll set that up. Yeah. Yeah. Just let us know, man. Um, we're here. You know, if you, if you get our receptionist or, or our lawyer or someone else, just tell them to have you, you can contact us, have them divert a, you just redirect to us directly. We'll talk to you directly. Yeah, and yeah. I you don't need to go through our people. Us. Like, just 
just come straight, just be like, I want to talk to Jamie or Milo. And this yeah, is and they'll be like, well, do you have an appointment? You'll be like, I'm Michael Jordan. Don't worry about it. But we hope you extend the same courtesy. So when I call your PR people and I'm like, hey, it's Jamie Fenderson and Milo Dennison from the 80s and 90s Uncensored, you're gonna, your peeps are going to be like, oh, yeah, I've been expecting you. Um, he has an appointment, but he, he, he said to cancel if you guys call. He said to put you straight through. Yeah, so it's it's out there, Michael. It's out there, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Hook us up, bro. <laughs> well, audience, it sounds like we've reached the end of another exciting episode of the 80s and 90s Uncensored. As always, you can reach out to us on Twitter at the80sand90s.com. You can visit us on the web at the80sand90s.com. And with that, we are out of here like a game-winning three-pointer with less than two seconds on the clock and swish. He oh. scores. Shoots, he scores. All right. Oh, man. So where did you come up with audience? Well, because podcast and audience. Come on. That's obvious. <laughs> Hello, audience. Hello, podcast listeners. Hello, audience. Did you did, did you come up with that? Or yes, is that, is that a thing? No, I, I, well, if it is a thing, I've never heard it. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> audience. I came up with it. <laughs> Probably because, to to because everybody else is like, uh, they thought of it, then they're like, no, I don't want to call my audience potians. <laughs> People sound like making t- comparing them to pee. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me want to go like potty trade my son again, you know? Hey, little fella, it's time. Po- it's potians time. Yeah, no more diaper for me. <laughs> Are you big boy <laughs> we got now? the potians action going. We don't need diapers anymore, do we? No. Party, it's time. <laughs>